This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and we reached the semi-finals in the two warm-up events for next week's Australian Open in Adelaide and Auckland. And I'm delighted to say, joining me to look ahead to the semi-final matches and the outright markets is tennis handicapper and senior handicapper for Because We Win, Sean Calvert. Sean, hello, mate. Unfortunately, none of hello, our mate. picks are through to the semi-finals from the tournament. I said it was looking really good, and then all of a sudden, one went after the other, one after the other, and after the other. And we come into this week with a little bit of a loss uh, at the start of the season, but not too worried about that. Only two weeks into the season, we'll get that yes. back and plenty more. So it's no problem whatsoever, but... Not ideal. Another 40 weeks to go. Another 40 weeks. Really? Be all right. 40 weeks. Oh, that's, 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 that sounds a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be at a lot of these tournaments, though, won't we? You know, getting out there and maybe enjoying a bit of sunshine and some better results will definitely come. I think we were a little bit unlucky in, in Auckland just because of the, we- the way the weather kind of turned out. Um, both of my guys lost 7 6 7 6. Um, you could certainly say it's slightly unlucky, particularly Halise, because that, that match. I, I just feel that if that was played on indoors, that Halise against Brooksby match, I just think Halise could have turned that around. I mean, it's 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. He, he was a break-up twice in the first set anyway. Um, I just think if it was played on indoors, I think that, that extra firepower, that, that that would have possibly turned that result on its head. But as it was, the rain kind of just moved away slightly, didn't it, from Auckland, which which messed things up for us, really. It was, it was a difficult one because we, we knew there was going to be a lot of rain around. We knew there was a high likelihood they were going to go indoors at some point. But it, it just made it very hard to, to pick the actual outright win. I just feel if you know if Norrie had played more of his matches indoors, I think he only played half of one set indoors. You know he could possibly have lost, and things could have turned out differently. So I just feel that the weather was a was a, a, a huge factor in Auckland this week. I think we got the right calls. I think we knew what was happening uh, after the first day when the conditions were so bad. We thought, hang on, we're onto something here, but it just never worked out, like you say. But. Uh... We shouldn't have any problems next week with the weather in Australia, should we? In uh, in Melbourne, it's the first major of the year. Well, you say that. Oh, is it? Is there a bit of rain around? Well, you know what Melbourne's like. It's it, and it is typical Melbourne from what I've seen on the on the forecast. I've made a note of it actually. I think on the Tuesday it's supposed to be thirty six, and then twenty three the day after. Wow, with a bit with a bit of rain. Yeah, it's classic Melbourne, isn't it? One day it can be boiling hot, the next minute it can be you know relatively chilly by sort of Australian standards. You know, I've, I've been in that sort of weather myself and 36 37 degrees that is not comfortable to play tennis or even watch tennis in and then there's a sudden dip so when when you're betting at the australian open outright you, you kind of do have to keep a very close eye on the weather because if your guy isn't isn't particularly keen on the heat and he gets he gets made to play on that day when it's 36 then then you've got a problem but you're looking at the other way around if he gets the day when it's 23 you're fine so you, you just got to keep a close eye on it 
Yeah, the draw was made last night for the men's and the women's singles. And we'll look at the men's outright a little bit later on the on this show. Just look at the first sort of set of prices that Bet Rivers have come up with. But our main show, uh, looking ahead to the uh, to the Australian Open, is on Saturday. So the Game Better Match show will be on Saturday, looking now at our best picks on the Australian Open. So this could click at the latest prices and just look at the draw and see where we think the early value is. But before we go on to the Australian Open, we have uh, some semifinals, as I say, uh, over in Adelaide and over in Auckland. Let's have a look start with in Adelaide. Let's look at the tournament winner market first. There's four players left in the event, and uh, we're looking at the tournament winner here. And there we have it. Uh, Roberto Bussista Agut is the favourite at plus 180. Jack Draper at plus 188. A man who's just been drawn in his first round of the Australian Open to face Rafael Nadal, the number one seed and defending champion. Kokonakis, 250. Been quite impressive him this week. And uh, Quan at $7. Um, very rare you get four players into... Well, not, not very rare you get four players into the semi-final. But it's, uh, you get, it's <laughs> very rare, that, you, yeah, it's very rare <laughs> that when you get to the semi-final that all four players are plus money. You usually get someone who's a minus money favourite. And, you know, mm. three players, there sort of vying for favouritism. Uh, couldn't argue much with that assessment, could you? I think it's it's a tough one, isn't it? I think this is it sort of bears out what I said at the start of the start of the week, doesn't it? Whereby I couldn't pick a, an outright an outright play in this purely because you can't pick one now in the semi finals. Well, I I could, but it's again, it's not that easy, is it? I mean, no. you wouldn't have thought Quan would win it. Um, coming in as a lucky loser, you know, played two more matches than most of these. Um, should we go match by match? I guess it's 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 a tough one this to, to back yeah on, sure on the so they're the out that's the outright prices and I'm just going to grab up if you want to start talking about the uh, the semi-finals and I'll find the, the the relevant graphic so crack on with those so there we have the okay outright so Kokinakis Kokinakis yeah. is plus one sixteen against Roberto Bautista good at minus one forty one Jack Draper a very heavy favourite against Quan minus two thirty Jack Draper a Quan at plus one eighty now. Let's just start with that Jack Draper game first. Now, I will ask you a question mm. here. He's very short price, okay. 230. You, you say Quan's come through qualifying. But is his game well, now... Think, loser, yeah. Yeah. Do you think now his game's thinking, hang on a minute, I don't want to go all out for this tournament. I've got Rafa Nadal in the first round in Australia. Does, he, does his mindset completely change? I think he thinks to himself, let's just get through this game. Don't want another, let's get right match ready and, and go in against Rafa. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to... I don't think he's going to see this as anything else other than a possibility to win a title. Um, I think it's a it's a great chance for him to win a title now, isn't it? Um, against Quan, who he who he beat very very comfortably, by the way, last week at this exact same tournament. Well, Adelaide won. He beat him comfortably. It was his first match of the season, Draper, and he came in and he and he crushed Quan um, very very convincingly. And and Quan had played two matches in qualifying before that, one of which was a win over Dominic Team. So. I remember when I looked at that first match in Adelaide one on paper, and I thought to myself, that that might be a tricky opening match of the season for for Draper, and it, it was anything but. You know, he, he absolutely cruised through. Um, so I, I think if you're Jack Draper, you know, and you haven't got an ATP title to your name, I think this is a this is a fabulous chance to get a first one on the board, isn't it? Regardless of whether you've got Rafa or not, that's that's a few days away yet. I still think they're going to be on your mind, though. Surely, yeah, possibly, possibly. You're probably going to win more money if he beats Rafa Nadal than he will. Winning this tournament, essentially. Yeah, maybe, but you know, these players—they're not necessarily in it for the money as such, are they? They want, you know, the end of their careers. They're judged on titles, what you've won and what you haven't won. They don't. People don't get judged on the the prize money. Um, if I was Draper, I'd definitely, I'd be thinking personally. If I was feeling fit and full of energy, I'd be thinking, well, this is a chance to win a title. Come in with some some great momentum 
to beat to possibly beat Nadal in the first round of a major. It's it's, it's all good, I think, for Draper. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 last week he that one game he was fantastic. The week, the next game he was terrible, and he, he gained revenge against Kachanov. He lost against Kachanov in that match last week, and then he beat him in the quarterfinals in straight sets last time out. So Draper minus 230 against Quam plus 180. I, I wouldn't be rushing to back to Draper at minus 230. I take your points on board well, completely, but I just think to myself, I'd much rather him be playing a, a lucky loser in the first round in the Australian Open. The fact that he plays Nadal on, on Sunday or possibly Monday, just what, 72 hours after this game, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be taking that price. Well, the price is quite short, isn't it? Last time he was, um, Minus one forty-seven when he played Quan, which was only a week ago, um, and now he's minus two thirty. So that's just based on that. We we can we can say that that's pretty sure, can't we? I mean, Quan doesn't have a particularly great record recently against left-handers. He's lost five of his last six at main level against lefties. So the matchup doesn't seem great. The fact that he was heavily beaten last week by by Draper isn't isn't ideal. Obviously for him, far from ideal. Incidentally, the only one of those six matches he won against lefties was against Fernando Vadasco at the US Open, which isn't isn't great, isn't fabulous benchmark, mm. I don't think, is it, the, the way Vadasco is these days. Um, I just think it's a tough one for Quan. And he's played two more matches, of course, because he's come through He's come through qualifying, lost to Machak in, in qualies, and he got back in as a lucky loser. So he's played twice, two more matches than, than Draper has under his belt. So... On the on the basis on 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 the the face of it, it just doesn't look like a particularly good matchup for uh, for Quan. Although I'm not wild, as you say, the the price on Draper is is just too short, isn't it? Too short. I think there's too many. Uh, I just think for a young lad, biggest game of his career against Rafa Nadal. You might, yeah, you might, you might have a, a, a an, an idea there. I think it, it could well be that that is the case. But I don't think I, I think Quan, if he was playing anyone other than Quan, I think I'd oppose him. Sorry, but. No, no, I was just agreeing with you in the sense that it could well be nagging in the back of his mind, Nadal, first round, you know, it, it could be. But I mean, if I, if I was just looking at it on the basis of the statistics and, and the matchup and everything else, you would expect Draper to wear. So potentially, the only way that he could possibly lose this is is because he's not concentrating. He's got, he's thinking about the Rafa match. Mm. Well, he's a favourite there, minus 230. Probably get through. The fact that he beat Quan last week, but I, I, if he got to the final and he plays Batista Agut or Kokonakis, I'm opposing him. That's my that's my that's the way I'm looking at it. I think whoever gets through the final, Batista Agut or Kokonakis, will um, will, will probably beat Jack Draper because of that Nadal factor. But I don't think Quan is that's a possibility. Yeah. I think that's probably the the angle we should really come to. At the other game, yeah. Batista Agut is the favourite minus one forty one against Kokonakis at plus one sixteen. Kokonakis has won this tournament before. He's won, well, he's won in Adelaide before. I don't know if it was Adelaide one, Adelaide two, Adelaide three, Adelaide four, but he's won here before. I think it was uh, Adelaide two. All right, so this he's very won. one. This is yeah. very one. Yes. So you know he he's got the home support behind him. We we we, we sort of got with him, but opposed him in in the game against Rublev, didn't we? We knew he was going to have motivation. Mm. We always landed that massive parlay. But uh, Cook and Arkis yeah, at plus one sixteen does that make a little bit of appeal? I'm still quietly seething about that, to be honest. Mm. Um, you know, I said the other day, don't take wins too seriously and losses too seriously. <laughs> well. Yes, that's all right when you're winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I must admit that 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 did hurt that that final set. Rublev, Rublev was poor though, wasn't it? It's not like I can. It, it could have actually been a lot worse. It could have been Rublev serving for it and, and got broken and ended up yeah. losing the final set tiebreak. So it could have been a lot worse. But I don't think Rublev really deserved to win, did he? On the on on the balance of no. play, he was he was poor and, and Kokinakis was good. I've actually done a little bit of research into Kokinakis because it it does. It just irked me slightly how how much better he is in Australia than anywhere else. Do you want me to run through what he's actually done? 
In, yeah, sure. In... Just before we say that, if anybody hasn't watched the show last last show we did on Tuesday, Sean gave us a 14 to 1 parlay. It was Cam Norrie to win 2 1 in Auckland in his match. And he gave Rublev 2 1 to win against Kokonakis. Um Norrie did the business for us, winning 2 1. He tell your advice obviously 3 to 1 the singles as well. Uh and mm. then uh with Kokonakis played Rublev, the match went to one set all. Rublev was minus three dollars to win, so effectively our parlay was minus three dollars, and he failed to to win. And Kokonakis, I mean, he didn't play at all well in the final set, so that's why we're a little bit aggravated about that. We were so close to landing a, a fourteen to one parlay. So if you if you if you didn't see it in midweek, where were you? You're missing fourteen to one parlays, but uh, make sure you're here next week. And for your strength, we'll land some of them as the season we goes will. on. Definitely, I don't do them very often, but when, when I do, you know, when I do see them, it's you know, you got to be bold enough to go for it, haven't you? Exactly. So that was that was where we, our hard luck stories come from. But Sean's, so we move on. Sean, forget forget about the loot last week. That's gone. It's about mm-hmm. getting the money. So give us some stats about Kokonakis and his record in his homeland. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it just it does it does not defy belief exactly, but it's 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 quite it's quite stunning. In Australia, he's won thirteen of his last seventeen matches at main level. Um, in in Europe, he's won five of his last eighteen. In North America, he's won one of his last seven um, and four of his last 14. And in Asia, he's won one of four in his career. Wow. So it's it's a massive disparity. He's, I mean, we we, we know. We did, we, I didn't really need to delve through this. I, I did it because I knew that Kokonok is miles better in Australia than anywhere else. The reason I, I haven't been too keen on backing him is because I don't trust his fitness. Um, he's always been a player that has kind of, withdrawn and, and retired and, and struggled with injury throughout his career. He's had a lot of problems with injuries, but he doesn't seem to have those sort of problems in Australia. Now, is that a coincidence or is is he just not that motivated the rest of the season? Is it for him the case of the Australian summer is is the king and the rest of it is kind of mm, a bit of a chore for him? It, it seems, it's maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems that way to me. And these these statistics, you know, bear that out. You know, he's won more matches in Australia in his last 17 than he has combined in all, all the other parts of the world. So it's yeah. it's pretty damning sort of stats, isn't it? Um, as far as Cocky's concerned with Australia, it seems to me that he puts 110, 120% in Australia and maybe less than 100% everywhere else. Mm. And he's underdog, plus 116. I'm not going to have a bet on either of these matches, but if I, my lean would be for Kokonakis, I think, at plus 116. I think what worries me about about Kokinakis is is his return data, his return and serve data is is still quite poor. He's winning these matches, but he's they're all two ones or or, or tie, uh, tie breaks, aren't they? It's and that's that's what concerns me as well about his body. That, that's why I went two one to Rublev because I thought after all the tennis Kokinakis have played last week, this week, um, I thought Rublev would be the stronger player coming into a third set. As it happens, that. That didn't turn out to be the case. He's right. I think he seems to be riding a bit of a wave of adrenaline at the minute, Kokinakis. And this happened last year as well. If you remember, he he won Adelaide too, and he was a strong favourite um, in the first round of the Australian Open against Yannick Hanfman, and he got absolutely stuffed. Hanfman won it in three straight sets. You know, Kokinakis didn't have anything left at all for the first. And that, that's one of his only four losses in Australia, that Hanfman loss in his last 17 matches. The other three are against Sinner, Monfils and Tsitsipas. So we can sort of forget that Hanfman one a little bit, but it, but it's it that might make him a fade in the first first round of the Australian Open, because um, he, he he certainly that's what happened last year. You know, he just he put mm-hmm. everything he had into Adelaide and had nothing left for Melbourne. 
Um, as far as the data is concerned, uh, Bautista is 8.5% better on return. Kokonakis is 3.5% better on serve. So I think the prices are broadly correct, as in Bautista are a good slight favourite. Yeah, but I think it's a good, uh, like I say, marginal favourite, minus 141. Kokonak is plus 116. And Jack Draper, a heavy favourite against Quan at minus 230. Uh, the other semi-finals, the other tournament is in Auckland. It's where our all our futures action was at the start of the tournament. But unfortunately, none of our picks have made it through to the last four. And there are the last four. Cam Norrie's minus 125. Uh, Jensen Brooksby at plus three seventy five, Richard Gasquet at plus four dollars, and Lestien at plus five fifty. You did go for two French guys to do well in this tournament, uh, Sean, <laughs> but you got the wrong two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you, you're quite correct there. I mean, this looks a pretty good uh, a pretty good situation now for Cam Norrie, doesn't it? Um, minus one two five there at the head of the market. As I said earlier, I think he's. I've been a little bit fortunate, Norrie, uh, this week that a lot of these matches, well, all of his matches, barring part of one set, have been played outdoors. I think we could have got him beat earlier on indoors. Um, I think I thought Giron had a pretty good chance against against Norrie actually, and uh, had they played it indoors, which the weather forecast suggested that they were going to do, but they didn't in the end. Um, so he certainly had. You need a bit of luck in these tournaments, and, and you know Norrie certainly had it. Um, the the interesting one here is is Lestier, and I mean I don't know if people have seen how he got through, but he he's got here having twice stared down the barrel of the gun at, at being beaten by Barrer, who uh, who served for the match for served for a straight straight sets win uh, in the quarterfinals, and then Jerry did exactly the same thing, served for a straight sets win, had a match point uh, against Lestier and couldn't convert it. Lestier turned both them around, one in the final set tiebreak and one seven five in the third. Um, so he's he's really earned his place. When people say, "Oh, you know, players don't put the effort in the week before majors," you know, I think Lestian is is an example of of one that certainly does. And, and why not? Because this guy was was ranked in the sort of 150s, 200s, 250s, 300s until just after his 30th birthday, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's come. He's gone from outside the top 150 to about number 65 in the world. But he did. He did well earlier on in the week. He said he had a hip injury. After the after the match against um, Jere, he said, um, I'm a bit worried about my arm. I was feeling the pain, so I hope tomorrow I'm able to play against Gasquet. So that doesn't sound too positive. It does kind of explain why the price is is how it is on Gasquet. When, this, when the first price came up, I think it was around about the 1.8 mark on Gasquet. I think it's plus, I think it's slightly north of 1.8. And I, I remember... Looking at that, thinking, well, that's not bad considering Lestien's played so much tennis a couple of days uh, before a major. He's, he had a hip injury at the start of the week anyway. Now he's talking about an arm injury, but that, that price didn't last long. I think he went down to about one point, one point six, around about minus one point six seven. Mm. Um, well, that's reflected in the odds. I mean, Gas- one point eight is minus one twenty five, and now Gasquet is available at minus one forty three to win this game, mm. uh, with win this semi-final with Bet Rivers. And let's have a look at the, uh, the semi-final betting. I mean, there, there it is there. Uh, yeah. Estienne plus 116, Richard Gasquet minus 143. Injury concerns for Estienne there. An all-French mm. affair. Cam Norrie minus 265 against Jensen Brooksby at plus 205. Um, what do you think of them? I mean, we've, we sort of spoke about the all-French battle there between Gasquet and Estienne, but Brooksby, Norrie, um, yeah. do you think Brooksby's got a chance there? Uh, it's, I think he's a decent price. I, I think it's a poor matchup for him. Uh, um, these two played last year at Indian Wells. I know it's much slower there 
bouncier conditions, perfect for Norrie. You know, he won the title there. Um, but it, it, the way that this match is likely to, to, to pan out with Cam Norrie, you know, playing the way he does, lots of long, physical, energy-sapping rallies. I'm just not sure Brooksby's got the got the physicality for it. That, that's my what. Well, I've got two major concerns about Brooksby generally. One, his serve isn't strong enough. And two, he's, he's not strong enough physically. You know, he's, he has a lot of injuries. He's, he's constantly got tape on him. I'm not sure his body can stand up to the style of play that he wants to play or he likes to play. That's what concerns me um, about that. The, the price is slightly tempting. I think that's perhaps what the, the layers are trying to tempt you into backing Brooksby because it doesn't look a, it doesn't look a nice matchup as far as I can tell. Uh, heavy favourite Cam Norrie minus two sixty five, Jensen Brooksby plus two hundred five, Gasquet minus one forty three, and Lestien plus one sixteen. Again, I think as tournaments go on uh, each week, it's the semi finals. It's very hard to find much value in the tournament, and I think that's probably the case here. But I do, from my point of view, I think the, the, we're not going to have mm. a, another recording until until the um, until Saturday with the Australian Open men's preview. But I do feel that if Draper does win, I think he's vulnerable in the favourite. That would be my take. Uh, sorry, he's be vulnerable in the final with the match mm. against Rafa in the first round of Australian Open. That would be my take for anybody who's watching this. Um, anything for you, Sean, to add on those matches? Anything you want to sort of add the to only that? Thing I, sorry, the only thing I want to add is, is, is about Gasquet, really. Um, do you know when his last title was on Outdoor Hard? No idea. Long, long time ago. Doha, two thousand and twelve. Was the last time he won a title on outdoor hard. Last time he made a final was in Shenzhen, which is now no longer on the tour in two thousand and sixteen. So he's not won an outdoor hard title for over ten years. I don't so... think he's going to win one this this week. This week. <laughs> he gets he to the probably, final, but he probably isn't. But I, I was, you know, I'd, I'd like to have a look at these uh, these little bits of stats and little bits of information. And uh, yeah, ten years since he last won a title on hard on outdoor hard. See, we are recording this now on Thursday afternoon in London and overnight in Australia at the draw for the first round of the Australian Open. The first major of 2023 was made. Uh, all next week, we're going to have a bumper edition of shows on Game Better Match previewing the matches, the outright markets on the men's and women's tour. We're going to have Rory Giovanni, Sean, myself, and obviously James Blake joins us every Wednesday to look at the, from a player perspective. The draw was made last night, Sean, and the one take of it was the, the top half of the draw looks a lot, lot heavier than the bottom half of the draw. I think if you were looking for an angle, yeah. you want to be in that bottom half of the draw, especially that first quarter. It looks very, 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 very difficult. Uh, he There is the latest opening show of prices from Bet Rivers. These are the latest odds. And there it is. Novak Djokovic is the favourite at minus 122. Daniel Medvedev at plus $6. Met Djokovic obviously in the bottom half. Very favourable draw, but minus 122. Very, very low price. Nick Kyrgios mm. at 1,400. Rafa Nadal at 1,400. The number one seed who does play Jack Draper. Felix Auger-Aliassime uh, is there as well at 1,600. Taylor Fritz, very, very good draw for him. At minus at plus 1600, Sitsa past 1600, Yannick Sinner at 20, Kasper Rude at 25. Uh, and there they are. Um, what was your first take of the draw? Who did you know? We don't we don't want to go into too much because we're doing mm. the preview on Saturday, but it's very, yeah. very loaded in this draw. Yeah, that first quarter Q1 is is absolutely loaded, isn't it? Um <laughs> Nadal Draper first match, as as we said, the first match for Nadal is against Draper. But also in that quarter, you got you got Medvedev, TFO, Corder, Herkash, and Shapovalov. All of those guys, you you could make a case for being sort of quarter finalists, semi finalists, 
potentially, couldn't you, on their best mm-hmm. form? Um, so that's that. The, that's an incredibly difficult draw for for Nadal. Uh, hence, hence the price, uh, and also the fact that he didn't start the season particularly well uh, compared to the other quarters. That's that's by far the hardest, isn't it? Q two, you've got Sitsipas, Sinner, Nori, Felix, Auger, Aliassime, and you know Borna Chorich potentially. I've, I've sort of added him because he, he is a Masters winner on outdoor hard. Um, third quarter, you've got Rune, Kyrgios, uh, Rublev, and Djokovic. And R- Rublev's going to be, he's going to be thinking, what have I done here to deserve these draws? He's had Bautista got the first round in in Adelaide. Then he had Kokinakis' first match in the second Adelaide. Now he's got Dominic Team in the first round of the uh, Australian Open. He's not getting much chance to uh, to get his racket going, is he? Unfortunately for for poor old Andre. Um, but the, the fourth quarter looks looks pretty weak. You've got an injured Zverev who's only just starting to play again after that horrible injury that he had at the French Open um, last year. Started to play again, but no, nowhere near the fitness or, or the form required to to really get close to winning a tournament like this. Um, Kasper Ruud, who, who showed once again that he was vulnerable or can be vulnerable on, on hard courts when he lost to Jere last week. Again, that could have been, as you said the other day, it could have been a, a motivation thing. He just didn't fancy it. That's that's certainly possible. Uh, and Berrettini, who who could be dangerous on, you know, in these sort of conditions, quick conditions, light balls. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the obvious thing to take away from it is that, that if you can solve the puzzle of Q1, then you might be able to uh, you might be able to get yourself a decent price. Yeah, and talking of decent prices, Rafael Nadal, number one seed tournament, yeah, defending champion, absolutely. Well, but some books have got him twenty to one. Bet Rivers aren't taking any chances at fourteen, but uh, even so, you would never it, think you'd be getting that about. Uh, it the does remind one. me a bit of that Federer when it, when he was twenty five to one in two thousand and seventeen. He was twenty five to one. He won it. Next year, he also won it, and he was two to one. <laughs> Even though he was a year older, he was thirty-five and a half in two thousand and seventeen when he was twenty-five to one. A year later, thirty-six and a half, he was two to one. He also won it. Wow! We, it could be one of those situations where we're looking back on this in two weeks' time and thinking twenty to one at all. You know, he's, he, I've had a look at the data. I've got the data on my other screen here of, of hardcore uh, in the outdoor hardcore in the last last twelve months. Well, twenty twenty-two really, uh, and Dahl is still right up there in in the in the top two or three and i know he didn't start this season particularly well but you know th- this time last year he was he was around about 12 to 1 wasn't he because no- nobody fancied him at all he hadn't played the back mm-hmm. half of the season before and he he'd only had one warm-up tournament ended up winning it so i, I don't think you know you cannot you cannot write nadal off i've done it a couple of times i'm not doing it again um i i am tempted by that prize i must admit yeah rafa does look the take uh but obviously on Saturday, myself and Sean will break down the draw. We'll look at the first round matches. We'll give you the best bets here on betting weekly game bet match. So we're not going to go into it now. We'll tune in. Yeah, on I'll have a proper look. It's, it's we've only just had this draw, haven't we? It's, it's it's new and it's there's a lot of matches to get through and look at and a lot of permutations and scenarios that we've got to kind of break down first. Yeah, so a really, really, really busy week next week on the tennis here on Game Better Match. On Saturday, we're looking at the men's draw, myself and Sean. We're also looking at the women's draw with myself and Roy Giovanni. 
Uh, Sean and I will be on throughout the tournament and the first weekend, the second week, giving our best picks. Obviously, Rory, we've given some picks on the women's draw and obviously James Blake as well. So it's a really, really busy time here on Game Bet Match. Uh, please remember to download us on your podcast provider, whichever one you prefer. Uh, also, look at us on our YouTube channel uh, at the betting, week, uh, the, the betting Weekly for the Bet Rivers Network. We're on there. And also, we have a look at us on the uh, Because We Win Twitter handle as well. Uh, you can look at our, our stuff there. You can follow all the handicappers, and not just on the on the soccer as well as the tennis uh, and all other sports they cover as well, stateside as well. So, Sean, um, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure, pleasure as well. No good, unfortunately, on our outright picks. We didn't get them through, uh, mm. and I think we the the, the, the method, sort of the story to come out of this week is to, just this tournament. Now is to keep your money in your pocket. Don't go too mad. The Australian Open starts on Monday and on Saturday, we're going to come back fighting all guns blazing with lots of winning tips. That's the, that's what the Certainly. advice. hundred yeah, percent. That, that's yeah. exactly what we're going to do. Take care everyone. And we'll speak to you all next week. Good luck for the weekend and just wait a few more days. Now the Australian open stars. Thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network.